Hey, what's up, everybody, and thank you for checking out this week's episode of the Derek Diamond Experience, featuring my conversation with Andrea Albin and Joanna Shirley from Bloody Bombshell Entertainment. But first, I want to talk about the Unicorn Wranglers and the release of their brand new album, Murder Mystery Night. It has 10 brand new tracks, including their new single, Carne Asada, and Twin Peaks, which happens to be the theme song of the Derek Diamond Experience. Murder Mystery Night is available now on iTunes, Amazon, Google Music, and Spotify. And don't forget to check them out on social media. Like them on Facebook. Their Twitter and Instagram handles are at Wranglers. And last but not least, check out their website, unicornwranglers.com. You're listening to the Nerd Cave Network. This is Derek, Derek, Derek. Diamond, Diamond, Diamond. Diamond. Experience! All right, and welcome to the Derek Diamond Experience for the week of February 5th, 2015. That's right, we are already into February. Gosh, where did January go? I am your host, Derek Diamond, and hopefully this podcast finds you in a good place. Hopefully you're sticking to your New Year's resolutions, whether it be to lose weight, get a new job, uh, find a new relationship, or you're just in a good place in general. Uh, Things are going pretty well for me. I've been pretty busy with work uh, with the Blue Wahoos and getting ready for Pensacon, which is rapidly approaching. It's actually at the end of this month. It's February 27th through March 1st at the Pensacola Bay Center. So come check it out. There's going to be a lot of cool guests. There's going to be a Power Rangers reunion with several of the original cast. Uh, A lot of people from Game of Thrones, Star Wars, Star Trek. A lot of Star Trek people, actually. Nichelle Nichols, who was Lieutenant Uhura in the original series, and Marina Sirtis, who was Counselor Troy in The Next Generation. And there's a little something for everybody, for all fans of the various nerd and pop culture mediums. There's something for everybody. And leading into that, uh, speaking of nerd and pop culture, the trailer for the Daredevil series came out. Uh, Marvel is doing a Netflix series about Daredevil, and it starts in April, April 10th, actually. And all episodes will be available on Netflix on that same day. And I'm really looking forward to it. I'm a huge Daredevil fan. I have been since I really started getting into comic books. And I'm probably one of the few people that actually didn't hate the Daredevil movie. And it definitely wasn't that great, but I think Ben Affleck gets unfairly accused of ruining that movie. It wasn't anything to do with him. The writing just... It was kind of subpar at best. But I'm really looking forward to this series. It looks pretty accurate to the comic book and I guess for those who don't know who Daredevil is uh, I'll just give a brief explanation but he's a blind lawyer named Matt Murdock and he was blinded as a kid by these chemicals but these same chemicals also give him superhuman senses he loses his sight but his others are heightened to a superhuman level and he sees with kind of like a radar type sense And he fights crime by day as a lawyer, and by night he is a superhero. So it'll be fun. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I think it's going to be much, much better than the movie, and I think it's actually going to be a lot more popular than people think. And the only other thing that I really wanted to talk about was the Super Bowl. 
Uh, the Super Bowl 49 was this past weekend. The New England Patriots beat the Seattle Seahawks 28-24. to uh, It was actually a very, very good game, surprisingly. I was thinking that one team was going to blow out the other and it was going to be the snooze fest that it was last year. But it was very entertaining. It came down to the wire. Um, I'm not really a fan of either team, but I'm glad the Patriots won because I dislike the Seahawks a little bit more. And plus, unless it's my team that's in that position, I'm not a fan of repeat champions. So congratulations to New England. Uh, it was their fourth Super Bowl win out of, I believe, six appearances with Brady and Belichick, which is crazy to say that Brady's been to the Super Bowl six times in his 16-17-year uh, career. And I thought the halftime performance with Katy Perry was really good. I know some friends of mine don't agree with me. I seem to be in the minority when I say that. But I thought it was pretty entertaining. And it was one of those that was family-friendly but not so kiddish that adults couldn't enjoy it. It was one of those that everybody could enjoy. And to me, you have to have kind of a family-friendly show because families watch the Super Bowl together. And not to mention the Janet Jackson wardrobe malfunction, and I use my quote fingers when I say that. Uh, when that happened several years ago, they've been kind of super safe with that. And the commercials were really good, too. I really enjoyed the Walter White return, uh, the pharmacy commercial with Walter White, the Doritos commercial with the guy who was trying to hit on the hot chick, and the person in front of her moves, and she's holding a baby, and he's just like, oh, jeez. And there were several other ones that I can't remember off the top of my head, but the commercials were good, um, except for that nationwide commercial that was just depressing about the kid dying. To me, Super Bowl commercials should be fun. I mean, no one wants to sit there watching a fun, entertaining game and then be depressed about a kid dying. I mean, to me, they should all be fun and entertaining. And speaking of fun and entertaining, that brings us to our guest this week. This was an interview I actually did about a month ago, but it's with Andrea Albin and Joanna Shirley from Bloody Bombshell Entertainment, which is a film production and talent agency group. And I heard them on another podcast, which I recently appeared on, uh, called Pop Culture Palette. And listening to the interview, I was thinking, I've got to have these two on my show, because they were just really fun people, they were really smart, professional, and to me it was one of the better interviews that I've been a part of, because you get a lot of really good advice on the inner workings of the entertainment industry, and just fun conversation in general. But I had a lot of fun meeting and getting to know Andrea and Joanna, it was fun picking their brain about the inner workings of the entertainment industry, and exactly what their job and their agency is. So stick around for this really quick plug, and we'll be right back with the girls from Bloody Bombshell Entertainment. Are you a lifelong Star Wars fan? Do you still consider the Power Rangers to be the greatest thing that happened to your childhood? Or did you just finish binging Game of Thrones and can't wait for more? If the answer is yes, then you need to check out Pensacon. Pensacon is the premier convention on the Gulf Coast. Last year, Pensacon had a great turnout, and this year will not be any different. Come out to the Pensacola Bay Center February 27th through March 1st to see such names as Nichelle Nichols from the original Star Trek, Michael Bean from Terminator, Jeremy Bullock, who played Boba Fett in the original Star Wars trilogy, and many, many more. If you want more information on guests or how to get tickets, just go to Pensacon.com. Pensacon, where fans come together. 
Here on the Derek Diamond Experience with my very special guest this week from the Bloody Bombshell Talent Agency, we have Joanna Shirley and Andrea Albin. Guys, how you doing? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, I'm actually, I didn't get a chance to mention this, but I'm actually doing this interview uh, at work. <laughs> That's kind of awesome, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, good to, it's good to get out of the office for a little while. So uh, you you guys are in uh, in Destin, correct? We are. We're, we're based in Destin, but we travel the globe. <laughs> is the weather as crazy over there as it is here? Because it's been very, very strange. Yeah, very, very strange. It's been, and honestly, it's been a little bit crazier usually. It's been crazier lately than usual, especially um, you know, especially looking at. Like today is what, like in the 40s and rainy, and the other day it was like in the 70s and warm. So yeah, it's it's definitely been that way. Like I was telling Andrea this morning, Mother Nature's having mood swings right now. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's a it's been a steady soft drizzle here since I think six o'clock this morning, and it hasn't stopped. And I, I'm looking at it right now, and it, it just it has not stopped since then. It's it feels like Seattle outside, honestly. It does have that Seattle feel to it today, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really does. So you guys are based in Destin, but are you both from Destin? Not originally. I'm actually, I'm born and raised in Billings, Montana, randomly. So I was in Montana for years, and then I went to college in North Carolina, chased a boy to South Florida, who I'm now married to, so I guess I didn't chase him and end up in any weird situation. But um, we did live in South Florida, and then we moved up here a couple of years ago now. And I was born and raised uh, right outside of Baltimore, Maryland. Ended up moving out to Billings, Montana, where I met Andrea. And we became uh, really fast friends in high school. And went to college in Minnesota. went back to Montana. And then Andrea was like, hey, I live in Florida now. And I pretty much packed my bags and ran all the way down (laughs) to South Florida. (laughs) That's awesome. So you guys have known each other for a while. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. We've been best friends. It was, what, sophomore year of high school, I think. Um, I want to say sophomore year because it was right when, yeah, it was sophomore year of high school. So it's been that long. I mean, of course, our friendship has had some bumps here and there. You know, as we got older, we had girl drama. But we've been friends pretty much the entire time. So, um, you know, it's it's been good. I won't forget sophomore year. We met each other in gym class. And then a couple periods later, I walked into the newspaper room because we were both on the newspaper and she freaked out, ran over, hugged me and went, Oh my God, we're going to be be BFFs forever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was basically what happened. I thought I was like a cheerleader trapped in a nerd's body. That was what was going on with that moment. (laughs) That's cool. That's really cool. So, um, prior to getting into the, uh, the entertainment industry, what did you guys do? Like, did you have any kind of, uh, like past managerial experience before you started the the bloody bombshell venture. Joe, you want to kick this one off? Sure. Um, 
Andrea and I have actually had a, we've gone about our careers in roundabout ways. Um, I actually went to college for creative writing and environmental. Um, I was actually on the track to, you know, get into um, national park work and whatnot. And then I ended up over in this land. Um, <laughs> but uh, aside from that managerial experience, I've worked in, I worked in restaurants most of my, you know, working life prior to this, uh, working as bartender, server, and restaurant manager. So I kind of came from that very fast-paced industry to another fast-paced industry, which has just as much drama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and mine was just mostly when I was in college, I was actually on track to work in athletics. I, I was actually going to school for sports management, and I worked with the men's basketball team at UNC. I actually worked in North Carolina for a couple of years with them. So that was where my career was headed. Um, I wanted to work in basketball operations. And I actually, for a while, I was working with kids. I actually did um, children's athletic programming. I worked at the Boys and Girls Club and the YMCA. So I was on that track for a while. And then, you know, Joanna, actually, when she moved down to South Florida, I was actually running a, a talent management group. We actually, we weren't doing public appearances per se, but we were doing um, full-time management, so we were handling screenwriters, directors, actors, models. We kind of had a full-fledged um, management group going outside of Miami. So it's it's definitely um, been a little bit of a roller coaster. I know me and her weren't expecting to end up where we are now, but at the same time, it's um, it's been an adventure. And I think that everything that Joe and I have done up until this point has kind of led to how we operate Bloody Bombshell and how we have that, um, you know, like you said, that managerial experience. We've seen it from an entertainment standpoint. I've been a manager in my other positions. So, and I know that Joanna has as well. So we've just kind of folded it all together into, into this particular company. Right. What was it that made you guys want to work in the entertainment industry? It was an accident. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Uh, we wanted to work in here. We just ended up doing it. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> yeah, I actually wasn't facing a career in the entertainment industry at all. I actually, when I was 19, I wrote a screenplay, and it was just for fun. I had written something because I had watched a documentary. I thought it would be fun. I wrote a screenplay. I ended up getting hired six months later to write a full feature script, and I did. I wrote it. It was produced. It was an awful romantic comedy that no one ever needs to see. But at the same time, it was that gateway. I ended up doing a lot of screenwriting consulting, and I, I was just doing it in part-time. You know, I wasn't doing it full-time. I was still I was actually still working in Parks and Recreation at the time. So it, it kind of just fell, you know, it went from a hobby to a job pretty quickly. And then when I opened up ADA, which was my previous company, it was actually because we, um, you know, I needed that background to kind of have representation so that I could get, you know, open up more doors. And my boyfriend at the time, who is now my husband, he actually was um, my manager through the company so we could open up those doors and get my scripts read. And it, it kind of, it was a snowball effect. Um, he actually no longer works with me. So, you know, the one who helped me start the company was like, ah, it's not for me. And I just kind of took it and roll with it. And you know, Joanna's a good example. I mean, I called Joanna and said, hey, do you want to come and spend the summer in Florida? Check it out. And she ended up moving into my office and sleeping on my futon for a couple of years while we did the upstart of it. So it's, um, <laughs> it's literally been an accident. And I mean, even this, we um, when we started Bloody Bombshell at the end of last year, 
my intention was never to go back to it. I had actually taken a hiatus for about six months. I had been in a car accident. I was working with kids again. I was like, you know what? I kind of need a break. And before I knew it, I was back in it and I forgot how much I loved it. So it's, it's definitely been a roller coaster, but the entire way we ended up in it wasn't because we pursued it. We both kind of hit it because of an accident. <laughs> it's crazy how that works out sometimes with, with you, especially with you saying the person you started it with was like ah, I don't want to do this anymore and then you take the ball and run with it as it's kind of crazy how that works out absolutely so what exactly is bloody bombshell so do you want to <laughs> cover this one bloody bombshell entertainment is a dual-sided entertainment company that focuses on film production and celebrity appearance management we take care of everything from conception to final product on films that we're working on, which we do have a number of films that we're working on at the moment. And we also work on everything from pitch to final product as far as getting our clients out to events for their meet and greets, autograph signings, convention appearances. We handle everything in between. Sounds like you guys are busy a lot of the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like girl power company. I say this all the time. I said, you know, we started it as that, you know, hey, let's be a bunch of fun chicks who are doing stuff in the entertainment industry. We can work on movies. We can work on. I didn't expect it to get as big as it did. Um, you know, and that's, that's not me saying that I didn't think it wasn't going to be successful. I knew it would be. I mean, we have enough experience at this point that it was just kind of a given. But at the same time, it it took on a whole new identity and mm -hmm. you know, now we are no longer referred to by our first names. We are referred to as the bombshells, the poor guys who work with us. You know, they, I've, I've had them, they've had every nickname from male bombshells to bombers to, you know, <laughs> we don't get referred to by our names anymore. And it just kind of took on a whole new persona. And I mean, I never expected it to do that, but at the same time, it's been, I've been very grateful that, you know, Bloody Bombshell went from, you know, obviously, like Joanna said, we're dual sided. We do film production, we do appearance management, but now it's just kind of its own entity. And it's that, like I said, my girl power company, you know, myself, Joanna, and then our, um, one of our producers, Kayla, we, we ended up, you know, the three of us kind of took it from conception to where it is now. And now it's just kind of, it's a whole different monster at this point. <laughs> that's, that's pretty incredible, actually. You I mean, it's, I can't imagine doing all that kind of stuff. I would I would flip out and lose my mind if I had to do as much as you guys do. But what what are your individual jobs with Bloody Bombshell? Um, let's see. There would be um, Bombshell Queen and Bombshell Princess, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, Andrea is the head honcho. She takes care of everything. I'm uh, yeah, second in command. We basically run the entire firm. Um, we have a hand in everything, whether it's production or appearances. We take care of everything. If a problem comes up, we handle it. Um, but as far as each individual thing, Andrea is kind of the uh, we we've developed the good cop bad cop system, and Andrea and I are the yin and the yang, and we take care of everything together. Um, but also, all the clients know that if something bad happens, they're going to hear from Andrea. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, so I, like Vernon Wells said years ago, if shit hits the fan, you're going to hear from Andrea. That's usually the rule with everybody. I mean, the only, 
you know, especially Joanna and I have kind of found our own niches within the company. I mean, yes, we work on both sides, but, you know, Joanna takes on a lot of the appearance um, overwork. I mean, she does everything from contract negotiations for me to organizing flights to organizing travel. And then, you know, we both kind of take terms dealing with client relations. And, you know, we both have relationships with individual conventions and promoters. And, it, you know, with film production, a lot of it falls on me, especially with our investors. And, but, you know, but Joanna's done everything from location reports to, I mean, we work really well together as a team. And then we're very grateful that we do have our team behind us. I mean, I honestly couldn't do production without Kayla. She's an amazing an amazing force to help me with that stuff. Um, you know, and then Jenny, Jacob, Ryan, everybody else who works for me, it's, um, it's good to have them. I mean, they have their individual clients, but we all just kind of band together and work on it because it's our passion. So we don't see it as, you know, this person's in charge of this or this one's in charge of that. I treat them all as a team. And, you know, I think the only um, differentiation we have is when our clients kind of give us, you know, like, like Joanna works a lot with Christopher Judge hand in hand, you know, but um, like Nicholas Brendan dubbed me his captain two weeks ago. So I handle most of Nicholas's stuff. So it, it just depends on the client. It depends on the project. But for the most part, it's, um, you know, me and Joanna versus the world. So I, I would assume that Andrea is the bad cop and Joanna's the good cop. Why would you assume yeah. that? <laughs> Why would you assume that? Why would you think that? <laughs> Lucky guess, lucky guess. <laughs> so when you guys first started Bloody Bombshell, who were some of your first clients and how many do you have currently? Oh, man. Um, when we first started Bloody Bombshell, it was actually an overrun from what we did at ADA Management Group. And when I was at ADA, we actually, for from about 2010 to 2012, we represented a lot of guys that were in the horror um, genre and a lot of people on the horror circuit. I worked with Tony Todd, I worked with Kane Hodder, I worked with Ari Mihailov. So we had a lot of connections to the horror realm just because I worked for Bloody Disgusting and I was doing horror films and obviously my, you know, my partners at Fatality Films, I mean, you know, I work on film production with, you know, Scott Spiegel. So it, it kind of rolled over from that. We took a break from appearances when we were doing the upstart of Bloody Bombshell, but somehow in between that, Christopher Judge came along. And, um, you know, he ended up with Joanna. I mean, Joanna was working on his appearances, but we actually took Vernon Wells and um, Chris Judge were with us when we were still at ADA, and we kind of rolled them over to Bloody Bombshell. We said, you know, we're going to start this new company. Do you want to do it? And we took them from there. And then Joanna came to me at the end of August this year, and she said, I want to expand our roster. And, you know, truth be told, I wasn't really looking to take on a heavy client roster because I knew that if we did, it was going to require a, a lot. And I knew that we'd be really good at it but we had kind of stepped away so it was kind of a what do we want to do but Joanna and I enjoy appearances and we enjoy working with you know that type of clientele so much that we were like well you know for lack of a better term screw it let's do it you know we thought we'd jump in head first and now here we are literally four months later and <laughs> we have a total we have almost 100 clients between our list that we work with you know non-exclusively to our exclusive clients i mean we expanded that much in four months and you know we're, we're we definitely took on an entire 
new persona that I wasn't expecting. Like I said earlier, you know, it's that monster I wasn't expect to expand, but, you know, in between producing, you know, almost 20 projects and that we now have about a hundred clients, um, 50 of which work with us on a regular basis, about 50 of them are, you know, we, we bring events to them on a case by case basis, but, you know, looking at the big picture, it's about a hundred people that we feel responsible for, for their international and domestic convention bookings. That's a lot of clients. <laughs> every day. We're always getting yeah. people asking, going, hey, I, you know, I heard about you guys. I really love to work with you. And, you know, it's getting to that point now where it's getting harder to say yes. We'd love to say yes to everybody. But right. we're starting to have to get to that point where we go, we'd love to, but at this point we can't. Right. Who, who are some of the other clients you have? Okay. Um, let's see. We mentioned Christopher Judd. We mentioned Nicholas Brendan. And we mentioned Vernon Wells. We also work with um, Matt Schulz and Johnny Strong from Fast and the Furious. We mm -hmm. work with Aaron Cahill, Jason Font, Michael Capone from Power Rangers Time Force. We work with, uh, goodness gracious, uh, let me just start naming off people. Angie Everhart, <laughs> uh, Butch Patrick, Brian Stord. Uh, Cameron Jebo, Chad Law, Christopher Cerrone, Cindy Williams, Cole Hauser, Debbie Rochon, uh, Greg Ellis, James Cullen Bresick, uh, James Leary, uh, Jeremy London, Jeremy Emmon, uh, Juliet London, Leah Savoli. Literally the list is on <laughs> yeah. and on. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a um, lot. That's a lot. Yeah, and we cover multi-fandoms, too. I know that, you know, a lot of bookers, you'll run into them. Like, I know some really great bookers who, you know, stick to certain fandoms. I mean, we literally cover everything. I mean, obviously, we have Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We have Stargate. You know, we have um, clients from Gotham. Like, we do work with Richard Kind, and we work with um, Sean Pertwee is actually one of our clients who's not listed on our website, but we take convention bookings to him. You know, we still have horror clients, too, as much as I stepped away from that side of it, you know, back in 2012, you know, we just brought on Tristan Risk, who is huge in horror right now, and she's been doing so many fun projects. So it's, um, we, we take our clients and we analyze how they're going to do on the convention circuit. We kind of put feelers out to our followers. We, you know, we, we also build off of those relationships. I mean, honestly, a lot of the clients that we do have, we work with in production or we've known, you know, through other, um, through other entities, like we've known them, you know, like I said, through production or I may have worked with them at another convention or I may have just been friends with them or like I said I worked for Bloody Disgusting for a while too as a blogger when I first um, when I was still screenwriting full-time and it you know it's it's people that we know and we trust and we want to work with and we want to get them out on the circuit and you know fortunately we um, we built a really good roster of people that we love and like Joe said we're, we're growing every day I mean we're making new client announcements usually I mean, the past couple of months have been nuts, to put it bluntly. <laughs> I think we were doing at least um, two or three announcements a week for a good month period, and it finally slowed down. And now we're, we're still announcing clients. I mean, usually it's one a week, which is still a lot because a lot goes into taking on a client and, you know, bringing them into your company, especially if you take on an exclusive client. Like Nicholas Brendan is exclusive to us now, and I handle everything from his press obligations to his convention appearances to, you know, just general, you know, 
even signings at comic book stores because he does have, you know, the Buffy comics and, you know, right. Tristan Risk is exclusive to us right now. So there's there's a lot that goes into it, that, you know, but it's we're pretty blessed. We love our client list. I can I can honestly say that. <laughs> yeah, I remember when I first subscribed to your Facebook page, just seeing all these consecutive announcements come out. I'm like, wow, these guys are doing fantastic. This is this is kind of <laughs> crazy to see. But uh, you, I've heard you on uh, previous podcast interviews you've done saying that you actually go to conventions uh, with clients. Uh, when you go to conventions, what exactly do you do, and uh, how fun has that been? Oh, um, it's been a blast. We go ahead, Andrea. <laughs> Oh, no, I was just going to say, we, um, I mean, the biggest part is that we go to the conventions to basically be there for our clients. I mean, we do everything from doing the money transactions for their autographs so that they don't have to do that with their fans. It falls on us to make sure that they're organized. And, you know, it also, we're also the go-between between the promoters and our clients. I mean, over the years, we've had clients who have been great to work with. And, you know, fortunately, right now, our roster that we have at the moment has been fantastic, and it's never been an issue but I mean obviously you get some clients who don't want to deal with the promoters at all so we do that go between and we also do I mean you know it's not beneath me to do a, a Starbucks run I just I did one when we were up in Boston last you know last time we actually we did we did a Starbucks run so it's just basically making sure that they're organized they're you know just there to meet their fans and they don't have to worry about the whether it's the politics or the money side of it or the organizational side. But I mean, like Joanna will say, um, you know, it's also about us having fun. I mean, we do have a lot of fun at conventions. It's, you know, we, we've been doing this. I mean, shoot, we started traveling in 2010, 2011. And it's kind of funny because we get, you know, we get approached almost as much as our clients sometimes. And it's, it's an honor. I mean, we love talking to people about our film projects and, who we work with and what we do and it's it, it's an adventure <laughs> well and it's nice too because a lot of our clients you know some of them have been with us for years we've established you know great relationships with them and they are an extension of our family they're the bloody bombshell family and getting a chance to go out and hang out with them for the weekend and I mean, it's not uncommon for me to sit down and watch a football game with Christopher Judge go Ducks <laughs> <laughs> Now that's that's awesome. Uh, what what conventions have you been to? Oh goodness, um, we we've been to quite a few. Um, recently, um, within the last year, we went to Pensacon, the inaugural year with them. We went to Geekonomicon, we went to Northeast Comic Con, we went to Wizard World. We've been to Spooky Empire. We've been all over the place, and we've got a lot more of the books. Say, yeah, I was going to say, I've been to every horror convention you can possibly think of, but that also came with, you know, I was traveling because I was doing a lot of panels early on and stuff like that, so I've been to a lot of horror conventions. I know Joanna has been to a couple more than I have recently just because she has been traveling with clients more often than I do, um, but we've traveled to a lot. I didn't realize how many until recently, but this is actually going to be the first year that we've been national. We, we, haven't, um, we haven't actually traveled international until this will be the first year, so we're pretty excited about that. Absolutely. So what you mentioned Pensacon and last year was the inaugural year. Uh, what did you guys think of it, you know, with it being the first time a convention like that had ever been put on here? For first year, I was very, very impressed. I mean, when they initially came to me for some of my clients, they were 
very small. They were still, you know, just at a hotel. They hadn't blossomed into the convention center yet. And I thought that they had a lot of promise, but I didn't realize how much promise until it got closer and they kept growing and growing. And then when we got there to the event and saw just how much it had grown and how much the entire Pensacola area surrounded them, it was really amazing to see. That's what you hope for from a first year convention. And, you know, even the clients were really impressed. I know all the celebrities were talking about just how great it was to see everybody out and that it, what it didn't have the feeling of a first year. Yeah, it was pretty impressive because, I mean, we've done a lot of first year conventions and they, you know, some have run really smooth. I mean, this Pensacon is obviously a good example of that, but we've run into some really shitty ones over the years too, you know, ones that just, and that comes from being a first year. You could have a great convention. Um, you could have a great convention that goes really smooth, you know, your first year, and then it falls apart the second year. You could have, and the good thing about, you know, Pensacon is that they still have their stuff together. They're still professional. They still, I think that they're going to continue to grow, and I think they're going to be definitely a force to be reckoned with, but we just appreciated that first year, just having professionalism and the way our clients was treated. I mean, that was another thing that stuck out to me is just, a, you know, way that they were treated and how, you know, everybody felt really welcome and the staff was really available. And it, it, I just saw a lot of things that went really well for a first year that you normally don't see. Yeah, I, I worked on the film crew for Pensacon last year, and it was kind of surreal because, like you said, the word kept and the buzz kept growing and growing and growing. And I don't think anybody, even the staff, even expected it to be what it was. Because I can remember on Saturday having to squeeze through people uh, on the vendor floor because it was so packed. And then the fire marshal actually you know, set a limit to the number of people that could be on the floor. And people would have to wait on the balcony and everything. And it was just, it was surreal to see. I agree. It was really cool, though. It was it was awesome walking up to that building, you know, the first year and kind of seeing the the line because I wasn't expecting it. And I remember just being like, wow, this is actually pretty cool. And, you know, we um, I know that one of the things that we caught on to was how with how busy it got. Um, the ATMs ran out of cash. I'm sure you remember that from being there. And we were you know, I was like, when an ATM runs out of cash in a building, that's when, you know, you have a successful convention. Oh, <laughs> and I mean, it, the ATM shut down and we were lucky. I mean, our company processes credit cards for our clients. So we were one of the few that was still working after that happened. <laughs> so I mean, we've, we've been to enough that we've seen that happen frequently, but it was really good to kind of see what, um, it was really good to kind of see that all pulled together. Yeah, definitely. Talking to two people that have been to conventions, um, does it still amaze you seeing the amount of, fans that say certain fandom like a Buffy or uh, a big example is the Power Rangers, the crowds that those those names draw. And since, you know, you said you have someone who works with Buffy or worked in Buffy and works on the Power Rangers, just seeing the amount of fans that that draws out, is, is that something that it, it's still kind of crazy to see to you guys? Honestly, it's awe-inspiring just seeing the look on their faces when they get to meet their you know childhood celebrity favorites or whatnot and seeing how these people come out and how they react to them it it's the reason why we do what we do and it's the reason why our clients do what they do they're there to meet their fans they love their fans and seeing somebody ex 
express just how much a certain character meant to them and that getting a chance to meet them is made the highlight of their year, month, life, one thing or another. I mean, the stories and the experiences I've dealt with, which is sitting with my various clients and seeing them for the different fandoms, it's amazing. And it's a feeling unlike anything else I can really explain being able to make something like that happen. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty, uh, it's still, it never gets old to me. And even when I meet someone, you know, that I watched as a kid, having that same feeling and then seeing other people that have that same feeling, it, it's, to me, that's what, conventions are really all about about making fans happy absolutely but you guys mentioned uh you have some film projects that you're working on uh can you talk about any of those or like what what exactly do you do with film production well we have um we actually have about 20 projects that we're working on on a full-time basis so it's um actually it's just as busy on that end as it is on the appearance side of things um one of the good things about our film production side is that it's split into two. We actually have Bloody Bombshell that does um, full fi- full-time film production on reality shows and crime movies. I mean, we do multi-genres. It's not just about, like, one particular area. And then, of course, we have Fatality Films, which is going to be our horror production company. So it's it, it, we have quite a few that are in the works. Um, most of them are actually listed full-time on our website. And um, we actually have those um, we actually have those listed out. But I mean, we're working on an animated series. We're working on a, a couple of low budget horror films. Wrath is one of them, as well as Chainsaw Sally. So um, you know, it's it's going to be a busy couple of years. But as we start putting announcements out there, we don't have anything new to announce lately. Um, we're actually in the financing the final financing process on three of them. So it's kind of been an ongoing process. But at the same time, I think um, we're going to have a lot of good things to put out um, between now and 2015 as well into 2016 cool cool a couple more questions i have to ask um if you could give any advice to someone who wanted to do what you guys do what one piece of advice could you give professionally hard (laughs) (laughs) um definitely professionalism but another one just definitely think about if this is really what you want to do and if you can put your entire heart and soul into it, it's not an easy job by any means. It's not something that's fun and frivolous as much as it's a lot of hard work. And it's something that you really have to be dedicated to. Exactly. And professionalism, I mean, when it comes down to it, it's still a business. It's not um, It's not actually anything that you should consider a hobby or, I mean, you still need to treat it like a business. It's like anything else that you go into. If you go into it and you kind of half-ass it, then it's going to come out that way. So I just stress, and I mean, this is for the sake of promoters, this is for the sake of clients, you have to stress that professionalism. So, I mean, those are, I and I agree with Joanna full-heartedly, it has to be something that you think long and hard about. And just be professional. I mean, it's true in any business you do, whether it's marketing or it's, I mean, you have to be professional. So I would definitely stress that on all fronts. Very good advice. Uh, Last thing, do you have a website or social media or any future appearances you'd like to plug? Yes. yes, I'll let you cover that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yes to all fronts. Uh, We are, you can pretty much find us anywhere on social media. We are on Facebook, Bloody Bombshell Entertainment. We're under um, Bloody 
B-E-N-T on Twitter or on Instagram, Bloody Bombshell. You can find us on our website at www.bloodybombshell.com. You can check us out on all of those places. We are also going to be having a ton of events coming up. So please check us out on our website under our schedule, under appearances. We will have all of our clients and all of their various appearances, our appearances, and where you can find us for each event coming up. We've got a lot of really great things coming on. We are going to be going all over the place, as Andrea said. We are going international this year. Um, I know I think our first uh, foray is going to be um, the end of February, beginning of March, where we're really going to head back out on the road. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for coming on the show. This was a blast. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you once again to Andrea and Joanna for taking the time to come on the show. And don't forget, you can check out all of our podcasts on iTunes and NerdCaveNetwork.com. We have the NerdCave podcast on Tuesday, Fist of Monkey on Wednesday, the Derek Diamond Experience on Thursday, and every other Friday is Time for Comics. And a new episode of that will be airing next Friday. And also check out our YouTube channel. We've been kind of revamping it. Just search for Nerd Cave Network. It's also got a new weekly series done by my Nerd Cave co-hosts, Zach and Robbie, called Nerd Cave for the Win, where they will play a basketball game and do a Let's Play of it every Thursday. So definitely check that out. And you can find us on all forms of social media, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and also on Tumblr. We haven't been plugging that uh, too much, but just search for Nerd Cave Network on all of those and be sure to like, subscribe, and all that fun stuff. And also, if you subscribe to us on iTunes, leave us a review and give us five stars because that helps us climb up in the rankings and it helps us out a lot. But that's all I have, so enjoy the rest of your week. Have a safe weekend, and we'll see you guys next Thursday. Listening to a Nerd Cave Network production.